You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Ball crosses a whitewash, and with that, Dan, Scarlets complete the victory over London Irish, 33 points to 14. Adam Ajayi, the bonus point intact, and they're heading into the quarterfinals of the European Challenge Cup, where they'll be joined by the Dragons as well. Two sides, two well sides, get out of the, the pool stages. This time a week ago, it didn't look like that was going to be the case. Yeah, it's great news, isn't it? Two well sides going through now and Scarlet's made it look quite easy tonight really I think they did yeah you know a bit of a stuttering start but then once they once they got that first try seemed to step up the gears and uh, and really had the game had the game sewn up after about 50 minutes yeah comfortable all the way through really wasn't uh, wasn't a fantastic spectacle was it really but uh, yeah good good to get the win and uh, the Scarlet's march on great noise as well from the Scarlets fans there's not a huge number of them but by uh, by God they did make some noise tonight well I think yeah I think it's a considerable amount more of them than there are London Irish fans tonight they uh, I think they certainly seem to be making up all the noise in the stadium yeah I'm surprised at how, uh, how few London Irish there are here but yeah you can just hear the Scarlets fans here now they probably had a uh, a good few hours in in Reading on the points earlier on which probably helped but yeah great noise to be fair, pretty good atmosphere created by the Scarlets fans, and yeah, see you, uh, see who the Scarlets get now in the in the quarterfinals. We'll head into the uh, into the press conference shortly and get some reaction from there. If you were Brad Moore, though, how would you be treating this competition now, Dan? Because you're going to have a tough couple of months with a huge amount of your first choice 15 heading off to to play in the Six Nations for Wales. Then we're going to go into a tough domestic season how do you kind of prioritize a, a quarter final what what would be your thoughts behind that yeah i think for the scarlets now it's about i think the scarlets quite fancy fancy doing well in this tournament if you get to the quarterfinals 
for me, you've got to you've got to go all out to to progress really in the tournament now, haven't you? Yeah, I think you're absolutely right. We're going to talk about all of these things more in uh, in, in more detail as well. But um, last night, Dragons made it through. Looked at one point as though it was going to be <laughs> the the mathematical glitch might have, have put pay to them, but they made it through. Again, how important do you think that is, and and how that, how far does it show that that they've come under Dean Ryan? Come a long way under Dean Ryan, haven't they? He's he's such a sort of uncompromising figure isn't he he knows his rugby inside and out I think he knows what, how to get the best out of the players that's the big part of Dean Ryan isn't it he's an experienced man manager an experienced rugby guy and he's really done wonders at the, at the Dragons and I still think there's, there's more to come from them yeah, I think I, I think I think you're right. The I said on the podcast a couple of weeks ago. I think perhaps the strongest bit of form was the derbies at Christmas. You know, it, while it wasn't the toughest Challenge Cup group, they've got out of it. And I think as much as anything, it is just given it's given the fans something to to really get behind because a cup run can do that. It can galvanise a fan base, particularly one who haven't had much to cheer for the last you know four or five years. Yeah, there's a renewed optimism there, isn't there? Round Rodney Parade. The fans are there, the fans are enjoying it, and they're loud. I think you've got a, you've got a loud Rodney parade, you've got a happy Rodney parade, and the, the, the players seem to be really enjoying it as well. Dean Ryan speaks so eloquently, doesn't he, really comes on. He's no, there's no fuss with him. He just sort of always says it's about learning, we're going to get losses, but we're developing, and you know the young guys in the squad are, are enjoying things. And I think it's, he doesn't go over the top with anything, does he? Even when there's a good win, he just says, look, we're, ple- we're pleased with the result. And, um, yeah, he's just the perfect man for, for the Dragons right now. Cutting back to, back to Chase here, the Scarlet's fans are heading over to the, to the travelling support and their cheerleader once again is the new cult hero uh, <laughs> amongst the Leslie faithful. Lead, leading them all over there, it's Uzair Cassiem, once again the cheerleader for the Scarlet's. Had another fine game today. How, how well has he played for the Scarlet's this season? He's playing very well at the moment, isn't he? He had a tough start to, to his career at the Scarlets. And he's just, been, he's just been fantastic this year, isn't he? He's carrying the ball so well, getting offloads as well, getting through a load of work, a mountain of work. And if ever there was a guy that's enjoying his rugby, it's Cassiem right now. The fans are going absolutely ballistic. He's loving it, they're loving it. It's good to see. It's worth stressing as well, we're on the complete opposite side of the stadium in the press box and all that noise is coming across a pretty cavernous Majeski Stadium. But uh, yeah, certainly uh, really given the travelling support something to cheer on the, uh, either on the beers out in Reading tonight or on the way back down the M4. There was a Scarlets fan that basically, he didn't watch the game. I was watching him, it was like when I was over in Napoli watching uh, watch, watching their ultras and a load of them just literally G up the crowd and he I don't think he's watched a minute of the game but he's made a big impact with getting the getting the Scarlets in full voice right plenty more still to come on the attacking scrum and we will be reviewing all of the all of the sides European campaigns uh, including of course Cardiff Blues and the Ospreys worth saying that we haven't uh, well, obviously at this point in time we haven't seen the Ospreys game from this week but it has been a really, really tricky campaign for them, Dan, hasn't it? And, uh, you know, they, they might get a win tomorrow. You'll know by the time you listen to this. But uh, they'll probably just be glad to see the back of the tournament now and, and try and concentrate on a bit of league form, won't they? Yeah, I'd say so, yes. This, yeah, move away from that tournament and just concentrate, get around each other and try and build uh, 
you know, build some performances, but it's yeah, difficult times there. So after the game, Dan and I headed off to the post-match press conference, which took place in the players' tunnel, so right by the pitch. And uh, yeah, it was absolutely freezing on Saturday night in Reading. First up was Brad Moore, and he was yeah really you know the the character the character that we've uh, that we've come to to know and love. And uh, yeah, he had uh, plenty to say, as you can imagine, in very good mood. And I had plenty to say, not just about the Scarlets, but also uh, about his, uh, his choice of clothes as he turned up in a T-shirt. But anyway, here's, uh, here's what Brad Moore had to say. Dressed for a quick one. Uh, Brad, uh, many congratulations uh, through the quarterfinals as well. Clinical performance, you must be over the moon. Oh, we're thrilled, Dave. Yeah, it was um, magnificent. Obviously, huge buzz in the changing room, and um, boys are really excited. Yeah, we, we talked about being bold and brave and, 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 and having a night of celebration as a group. Um, you know, we, we've got people going on a couple of weeks' leave now, and, and others joining the the Six Nations and, <coughs> and people in our group who are in the, in the Wales Under-20 Six Nations. So there's a lot to celebrate and, and uh, we just said, Let, let's go and enjoy ourselves and and uh, make sure we win the moments and, and, and they should add up. And sure enough, they did and, and uh, we, we're really excited. Yeah, apart from the early stages, totally in control. The early stages, I think, probably showed potentially um, a little bit overplaying. And, um, I was charged down to shorter field, soccer pitch, so... Um, slightly shorter field, particularly between 22 and the halfway, and uh, or in 22 and the 10 metre, and and you get a, you get value out of the chase. So um, they put pressure on there and got the charge down. And the next time Steph Hughes got a, a, received a kick off like that, he put it back over halfway. So um, shows that the boys learnt quick. And then we, we had a quick line out that put us under pressure, but it was just showing intent really. And we set up and um, watching it as a coaching group. Well, the boys will work it out and. And slowly started to work it, work our way up the field and, and, and put London Irish under pressure. You know, the tries came from really good rugby and exerting territory and, and position pressure. And we probably left three or four out there that, that didn't come off. It looked like they were coming straight off the training field. So the work that the boys are putting in and the coaching staff are putting in was um, was a pleasure to watch at times tonight. And, you know, just enjoyed the set piece. The scrum was outstanding and. So too was it was a defence which created a number of turnovers that we then played off. Absolutely, and uh, a trip to Toulon to look forward to in the uh, last eight. How good, Troy Ben? It's uh, <laughs> going to be outstanding. Um, what a challenge and uh, what a magnificent opportunity to go and, and play against an outstanding Toulon team who have qualified first and, and deserve a home quarter final. And um, what, a, what a great place to go and, and, uh, and experience that again. Um, our fans are outstanding tonight, travelling up the M4, uh, singing loud and proud and, and, uh, and probably outnumbered the London Irish supporters here tonight and uh, we're, we're hugely grateful for them. And you know, What I love about our fans is that they, they, they support us and support the game. They're not uh, vindictive against an opposition and, and, and wanting to uh, see mistakes and errors. They, 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 they're rugby fans and, and, uh, and they're certainly touring fans and, and, and love a good time. And, and long may that continue. And I'm sure that the 
you know, Vons Voyage and Dan Vaughan, he's going to be uh, going to be right on, uh, hot on the social media tomorrow, sorting out uh, trips to Toulon. Yeah, they'll be out in full force in Toulon. Uh, oh, came so close last time out there. Confident you can can do a number on them and, and, and win second time or third time round. Oh, look, of course, we 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 we're. we're um, uh, confident of our ability whenever we take the field. Um, obviously, we're, we're going to be playing an outstanding side, and but it's a, it's a fair while away, and we don't need to worry too much about that. I think what we'll, what we'll do is um, really enjoy this and uh, enjoy the next half hour or so together before before we split off and, and do different things for the next couple of weeks. But um, uh, look, we, we, we'll uh, we'll take anyone on, but uh, it's it's just a, just an awesome night to be to be a, a scarlet and a, enjoy the moment. Absolutely enjoy your night. Safe trip. Cheers, mate. Likewise. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks, Brad. Cheers, Brad. As has become customary for these attacking scrum road trips, Dan and I had the last word by having a wrap up in a freezing cold car park sat in the front of my car. But before we did that, we heard from Kieran Hardy, who put in a fantastic performance and picked up Man of the Match, and uh, here's what he had to say. Kieran, many uh, congratulations. Uh, as players, were you confident going into the game that you, that you could could do what was required to get the bonus point win? Uh, yeah, I think so. Um, it was, we knew it was going to be tough, um, but I think the boys really fronted up in our first half. Um, our first ten minutes was quite hard. Um, the forwards got us a good platform going forward and um, so we converted our chances. How easy was it for you as a nine playing behind the dominant pack? Yeah, a bit of an armchair right now, to be <laughs> honest. Um, scrum going forward, their line of flying. Um, nah, credit to the boys, you know, we, we spoke all week about putting in a good performance and with our performance that we'd get the four tries and that's what we did. So. Yeah, and bounced back after being beaten by Toulon last week, going back to Toulon for the quarters. Confident you can do a number on them? Yeah, I think so. Um, we took enough from that first game, you know, we, we felt like we did enough to win it. Uh, last week we learned some valuable lessons um, of how to play conditions from them, and um, I think we all the one when we go in April. So. Yeah, always learning under Bradmore. Yeah, I think so. every day is like uh, Disneyland under Bradmore, he's so excited, and uh, uh, it's a real buzz, and um, the boys are really enjoying it and thriving off it. Man, yeah, can I just ask if you've had some great support on the travels this year. I mean, that was something else of that. Yeah, it was huge. Um, really gives the boys a lift. Um, you see Kasim in the end there running across and uh, all the fans standing up. But um, things like that really do make a difference and it's uh, massively appreciated by all the players. Yeah. And in terms of this afternoon, did you watch Celeste again? Uh, we had one eye on it, I think. Um, we had to focus on ourselves yeah. I think, and just get everything right in our heads and um, we knew what we needed to do after that game and um, boys were not to deliver well. And now we're obviously back to the Pro 4 DNA Edinburgh next step, is it challenging as well in that tournament as well? Yeah, I, I think uh, it'll be a tough game, I think you know, they'd be quite comfortable out there, we probably all them a performance as well, So, um, it, but it's nice to send the boys off tonight to yeah. Six Nations with a good performance and um, hopefully we'll come back together after two weeks off and um, we'll do the job. Dan, reached the end of the pool stages and unlike last year where we had no European involvement from any of the Welsh regions in the quarterfinals, it may be the second tier competition but there are two Welsh regions through, it just makes it that much more interesting doesn't it? It sure does, yeah, it's a competition isn't it and it's good to have the Welsh sides 
you know, going through into the latter stages yeah. now. I'm really pleased. And a couple of juicy fixtures to look ahead to. As you can imagine, I'm particularly buzzing about Dragons Bristol. I know perhaps uh, a few of the boys would have preferred an away day out to Bordeaux wine tasting rather than uh, rather than getting on the scrumpy in Bristol. But I think there's something fantastic. It's, you know, it's a derby game essentially. It's just that short trip over the bridge. I'm sure Dragons fans will be out in numbers. It feels like that has got an opportunity to be a properly good occasion. Yeah, that'll be a really good game, won't it? Lo- loads of Dragons fans just heading over the bridge to Bristol. Bristol will bring out a load of fans in force as well, so it'll be a be a huge game, that. Yeah, it will. and uh, An exciting yeah. one as well. Yeah, I think so. Just It'll be interesting to see what the scheduling's like as well. It'd be great to have that as a Saturday 3pm kick-off or, you know, uh, well, hopefully it's a 5 good kick-off PM, time. Yeah. We're uh, we're sat here actually shivering right now. In, it uh, is freezing. We have to yeah we have to always have to finish these road trips doing a, a piece from my Kashkai, um, and it is absolutely freezing in here. But uh, hopefully we can get out of the car park. And like last time, where you literally oh God, lost yeah. your shit. Yeah, that is true. <laughs> uh, but despite it being absolutely freezing, uh, those comments you heard from Brad Moore, he was out uh, out in a t-shirt, even though he stood on the uh, on the side of the pitch. I don't know. He's he... really quite a character, isn't he? He is, yeah. He's he's a cool customer, isn't he? He's so composed, speaks really well. He looks like he's. I mean, the tunes were absolutely banging out of the out of the Scarlet's change room, weren't they? I don't know whether I think Rob Evans is in charge of music. Yeah, isn't yeah, he? We should have asked when uh, when Kiranadi was doing the yeah, press conference. He was on the decks. There's but. some there was some uh, some pretty strong dance songs coming out, and he was uh, yeah he was happy to happy to have a chat, wasn't he? But I think he was looking forward to getting back in that change room, having a Heineken. Yeah. And a bit of a dance. Yeah, well, yeah, quite right too. We should say, obviously, as the as the two, um, those two reasons head through, mentioned in the first half that, you know, Ospreys have had a really, really poor season. Cardiff Blues, it feels like a missed opportunity for them though, doesn't it? They could, in theory, have gone through today, had results gone the right way. But I suppose that in that therein is the lesson. I, f- I feel for me that game at home to Leicester was the the real turning point for them. How much do you think they'll be kicking themselves? Yeah, Leicester was the one, wasn't it? That was the the one that should have been. But I think Cardiff Blues will be disappointed. But it is the type of tournament that you know, if you're in it, you're delighted. But if you're not, it doesn't it doesn't mean that much either. So is it the old it's football, a funny one. The old football cliche of we can concentrate on the league now. Or... Uh, it is. It is. Sticking with Cardiff Blues, though, you you mentioned to me as we were watching that game tonight, you feel like they're only a couple of recruits away from being the real deal, don't you? I do, yeah. If they get a you know, a big second row in there and a tight head, it'll just make the platform so strong for the backs to just cause teams real uh, real issues. Because with Cardiff Blues, they've got such an exciting back line that they need some decent ball and they create stuff, but it's often off off sort of irregular plays whereas if they can just have that platform all the time I think they're not that far away from being a, a real real outfit yeah but you know the problem is we said this time and time again that really they were in this position last year and you know they did some they did some good business but perhaps not the right business said so the same thing about the Ospreys it does just go to show how important recruitment is doesn't it yeah it does I think the the Cardiff Blues you know, with the with the, the backs that they you know they signed, so you know, Josh Josh Adams and Hallam Amos, I think they probably thought, look, if we don't get these boys now, we won't get them, so we'll lose them. So as much as we want to, we want a second row and a and a tight head. 
this has happened. The opportunity's there. If we miss it, it's gone. So we know we need a second row. We know we need a tight head. Um, we're just going to have to pick them up a little bit later on. All right, well, we'll see, uh, we'll see if that does happen. Looking ahead to these two European quarterfinals, though, I know they're a long way in the distance, but both sides are away from home. Scarlets have lost twice to Toulon. Dragons at Bristol, you know, Bristol have had a, a very good season. They're going very well under Pat Lamb. Can you see either or both of these sides getting a result? I think the Scarlets will go, will go down to Toulon. They know what they're going to be up against. The teams know each other inside out, don't they? It's um, was it third time lucky now? Yeah. For for the Scarlets, it's going to be in April. You'd think it'd probably be some some decentish weather down there. Which South should, of France, you'd imagine so. Yeah. South of France on the coast should favour. Well, I don't want favour, but it'll, the Scarlets prefer that that probably that type of climate, don't they? It's weird, actually, isn't it? Big pack. The so. game, uh, the game in Clinathley the other week was yeah. You know, favoured the big the big bulking pack of Toulon rather than actually the home side, and this fixture out in. Uh, in spring, could yeah, could favour could, could favour Scots. I think it will. Yeah, move move them around, shift them around the park, and I'm quite looking forward to that. I f- there's something to, I don't know. I fancy the Scarlets out there, but I think Bristol depends on what Bristol side it goes out. But that could be a tough game for for the Dragons. But it's a cup game. Mm. Dragons will be well up for it. You know, Dean Ryan in there giving some steely words. Yeah, and anything I, can happen. And you would think as well from a from a playing perspective. Playing in front of a packed house, which you'd imagine that would be, given the travelling support and Bristol are a very well attended side. That's got to be such a, a big boost. Like we said, you know, kind of even Scarlets to, to that tonight, good travelling support in an otherwise empty, massive stadium. It must be so much better playing in front of a of a bouncing stadium rather than one you know where it's uh, half or yeah, almost you'd, empty. You'd expect that game to be full, wouldn't it? Quarter final. Bristol will be will be a sellout. Fans will be excited. Players, you're bound to you're bound to raise your game for that, aren't you? Really build up to it. Should be a really two really good games to, lots, look, to look forward to. Lots of stuff to look forward to. Before all that, we got Six Nations, and uh, make sure you stay tuned. Make sure you stay tuned to us during that time because, of course, we'll be producing loads and loads of podcasts. Well, certainly a minimum of one podcast a week and hopefully we'll get a few bonus ones out for you as well. We'll have all the team news. We'll have all the reaction to the games. We'll have previews. All of that will be covered extensively. So make sure you stay tuned to the Attacking Scrum. Thanks for listening. Podcast Network.